Hey, Broadway people, we are talking Xanadu today on Broadway Breakdown, and I know you don't want to miss any of this roller skating 80s madness that we're about to discuss, so join us in just a few. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. <laughs> Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Yes. <laughs> Wherever we James got it. Go. I'm, I'm dancing much like Olivia did in the film. <laughs> no, right, just like kind of. Let's say it. I'm just kind of moving. <laughs> All right, everybody, we are here. We are Xana doing. <laughs> yes. We like in the movie are not roller skating that much. <laughs> everybody, you're on Broadway Breakdown right now, the place where you know where you can find it. Broadway shows, plays, musicals, and films as today, based on them, or they were based upon. So, you can find me, bfibs14, on Instagram, on Twitter, pretty much everywhere except for Snapchat, that's 1214. <laughs> <laughs> and I am joined today by some people we haven't met on this show yet, but you've mm-hmm. met them probably on different places. Mm-hmm. Across our networks, we have, sir, would you like to start oh, oh, Hi, I'm Frank Moran, you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And of course, I'm James Law Jr. You know who I am. You all know who I am. I do stuff on everything that AfterBuzz Media produces. And you can follow me at James Law Jr. on the interwebs. Calm down. Sir. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I'm so happy you guys are here with me. Yes, oh, thanks, girls. Jackie, unfortunately, was oh, not Jackie. able to make it today. She's in New Orleans, so we're not feeling bad for no, her. No, not at all. No. That's one, two, three. Jackie B. You can follow her on social media. I love Jackie B. I'm so sad. He's he's embodying her at the moment. I, I see it. I think I am. I got to represent. <laughs> Miss Jackie B. And like, and as you heard, we're talking Xanadu. And if you've ever watched this movie, this is the movie version. We'll talk musical later. But is 80s madness, roller skating, muses, painting, dancing, Gene animation Kelly, sequence. animation, craziness. <laughs> yes. And we'll get into it all in just a few minutes. But before that, we have our little sequence, we know, our Broadway news for the week. And this is brought to you by Robert Diamond and Broadway World. Uh, so first up, we have John McMartin has passed away. He passed away July 7th. Um, he was 86. He was in the original Follies. No. He did uh, the the new um, of, of the, sorry, Anything Goes. Anything Goes, yeah. And he was recently in All the Way on Broadway. He also was in Cheers, The Partridge Family, yeah. Golden Girls. He's been all over the place. Long and time. He's going to be sadly, sadly. Yeah, missed. a long time. I mean, long time actor who's been out there, you know, working in all different mediums. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like sad with someone who has a body of work that's so big that passes. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool that he had a long body of work. I mean, it's about Partridge family and anything goes. I mean, well, yeah, I mean there's people things. that you see and you don't always know even that they've done Broadway if you mm-hmm. aren't in that world. Maybe you just know a couple plays and then you see that they've passed away and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that they were such a huge Broadway person. That's very true. Because you very just true. recognize them from television or movies. Yeah, that's very true. Um... So he's going to be sadly missed. All right, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in paradise, some people say. That's a, I like that. That's rest a good one. Rest in paradise. Yes. Um, our, our next bit of news is Ariana Grande, Hairspray Live. They dropped that news this week that she's going to be playing Penny. Woo-hoo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that's that's By the way, in case uh, I forgot to mention, we do have our musical goddess in the room with yes, us, Alexis Torres. Hey. She'll be in our booth. That's right. Where can they find you, Alexis? Oh, sorry, oh. Uh, it's okay. James Law Jr. knows where to find me. It's at ATORAS890. And I'm actually really excited to see a whole different cast of um, for Hairspray. And I think she'd be great as Penny. I think acting-wise and singing-wise, I'm, I'm fine with it. The yeah. only thing I could see being a problem with is this show 
is so about the segregation and everything like that. It's a big thing because oh, she's white dating a black man. Is that going to come and interfere with it? I don't I don't know if it will or so. not. It's just, you, a, it's just a thought white, that popped right, in. Because she's not white, right? Yeah. She's like yeah. Latina. She, yeah, she's, well, yeah, because she's supposed to be with the... I mean, maybe we'll just go with the fact that... Because her, her mother is a very religious person. Mm. Maybe we'll just go with that for right now. That's yeah. True. Maybe? That's true. I mean, it can still work. That was just one of the thoughts that popped no, in. No, that makes Good sense. Thought. I didn't no, even think about yeah, that. But I also like that Broadway does blind casting, and it doesn't matter what you are. So mm-hmm. it's... We'll just pretend. Yeah. <laughs> she's light enough. So, she's so light far with this cast, I'm liking what they're doing with the Hairspray cast. I'm... I like m- that almost everybody is very musical, very Broadway. Uh, comes from some sort of background, and I love that Ma- Martin Short is probably my ultimate. Martin Short's yeah. a great. He's he's so good. I think and, he's going to be hilarious with Harley oh, Firestein. Oh, he'll be hilarious. I mean, he's just, he's, just a, he's just good in everything. Like I saw a special on him on how he's a professional guest on late night shows and what that means because he comes on late night shows a lot with no projects, but he's so good that fifteen minutes, ten minutes, he's on. He's just so good. Yeah, you, be, you feel safe when you know you have yeah. Martin Short involved in your production. Like, all right, that's one thing we don't have to worry about. Right. It's going to be interesting seeing like some of these people, like Harvey Firestein, Martin Short, they've been around for so long mm-hmm. with someone like Ariana Grande, who's pretty new to like mm-hmm. the acting. She mm-hmm. she was in uh, Scream Queens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think she did something else that I can't think yeah. of, but she's fairly new to the film and television. I think yeah. the show that she was on in Nickelodeon was called like Victorious. Oh, that's oh, right. That's I forgot right. about Nickelodeon. Me too. <laughs> I haven't watched that okay, since the 90s. Been on, yeah. <laughs> like that was the main thing. I think that's where she started and then yeah, that's where she kind of blew up. Well, they all kind of either Disney or Nickelodeon. That's where they all start, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially nowadays. Nowadays. There really isn't a different network for children. I know. That's crazy. Um, and our last bit of news we got for you guys today is that we have a new cast for Hamilton. For the oh, yeah, top the cast three <laughs> They ended it. The Mandela cast ended this weekend. I had friends yeah. who were trying to get tickets to this last. They were like $10,000 oh for seats. So no. I'm like, I'm poor. I won't be doing that. No, I'll just, I'll just be like with everybody else watching the PBS special. Waiting <laughs> <laughs> for that DVD to come out. <laughs> they did film it, so you know. That's true. On PBS, they probably will be on PBS. That'll I'll be, be watching and, it too. And now, unless they come back to reprise the role at all, <laughs> that'll be where you can watch Leslie Odom and yeah. Lynn manuel and Philippa C. Yeah. Because they're gone now. Yeah. Now we have Brandon Victor is going to be playing Aaron Burr instead. He came from Shuffle Along. He was also in The Color Purple. Um, not this time, I don't believe, but a different time. Okay. And he was nominated for Best Featured Actor for that. Uh, we have Lexi Lawson, Lexi Lawson, sorry, playing Eliza Hamilton. Um, and then we ha- she was in the, in the Heights with Lynn manuel so that makes Great musical. I love the musical. Sense. And then Javier Munez is going to take over for Hamilton. He was the understudy. Okay, we're good. So he's taking over, so mm-hmm. it should still be a great show. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's, uh, I actually had lunch with uh, a guy yesterday who was college roommates with him. Oh. So I was like, why aren't you hitting me up right now <laughs> for tickets? Just right. Go. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, hello. Yeah, I mean, yeah. use your connections if yeah, you can. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes people get weird about not seeing the original cast, but sometimes you see other people. And, and they're good. And they're good. Or sometimes it's even Star. Like, I, uh, me and Alexis actually went, saw Kinky Boots just a few months ago. So good. And <laughs> Wayne Brady had stopped doing the tour right before he came to L.A. Yeah. And, uh, and we were kind of like a little, like, oh, we're not going to see Wayne Brady. But the guy that did it was so amazing. I was like, I, I saw videos of Wayne Brady, and while he still did a great job, I was kind of like, I'm glad we had our guy, because he was so good. You're absolutely very correct, because I've seen like, I've seen Chicago with uh, B.B. Newworth, I've seen it with Vanessa Williams, I've seen it with different people, and they all were pretty good in it, as a lead character. I've seen, because um, it's a Spider Woman, I saw it with Vanessa Williams, and pretty another person, and Chita Rivera, who originated it. They were two different performances, but they were both really good. The show still was great. 
Like they still embody. That's what that's what actors and dancers are trained to give you what the show's about. Yeah. So hopefully they're good. So, so don't get discouraged if it's not yes. the original cast. Still go see plays and musicals. Yes, agree. Understudies might be even better than the regular first one. Never know. Yeah, yeah. the Lou Manuel's kind of a yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so just so coasting so. by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's not doing a lot. Yes. But I agree with you. People should still go see it. You never know. I mean, Sutton Foster was an understudy. That's right. And she got bumped up because the lead got sick, and now she's Sutton Foster. It was Tony winner, yeah. Sutton Foster, isn't she? I believe she's yeah, Tony she's, winner. She's multiple Tony winner, I believe. Yes. At, least, at least multiple nominated. Nominated, yeah, for sure. I love Ron Younger. All right, guys. Thank you for going to our Broadway news section. You can find all this news and more on BroadwayWorld.com, and we thank them so much for giving this to us. Uh, let's get right into the musical. Let's talk a little bit about ah, yes. this crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> I, I had not watched this movie since I was like seven or eight. Okay. I had I remember watching with my mom because my mom loves Olivia Newton-John, and I remember loving it. And I so I rewatched it just a few days ago, and I was just like, I. <laughs> I had forgotten so much, or I was so little that I was. There's so much crazy. We were talking earlier. It's kind of like drugs. Someone's, drugs. Someone's acid yeah. trip. Yes. Which doesn't mean that it's not a fun movie. Let's right. get this straight. We're, we're, we might get some negativity on here about this movie, uh, which is to be expected. Yes. But it doesn't mean it's not a fun movie. Here's the thing. So I grew up, I'm a 70s child. So I grew up with drug-induced television. Uh, if you watch anything uh, like H.R. Puffin stuff, Land of Lost, all that stuff, all Saturday morning cartoons, you look at them now, you're like, they were on drugs, obviously, when they produced these and put them together. But they were good. They were fun. They were entertaining. So when Xanadu came out, I was 11. And so, and I, and Louis John, I mean, she was huge at the time. I mean, this was after Grease and all her songs. She was a big, big star. And so I was like, anything she was going to be in, I wanted to see it. I mean, I was, I was ready to go see it. So when I saw the movie originally, I thought, it didn't bother me so much the whole animation sequence that we'll talk about later. Because <laughs> it kind of fit, because I was kind of trained as a child to see weird stuff, I guess. But when I look back, like you said, I watched it again, I'm like, oh my God, what was, I mean, they're talking, they're singing fish. I mean, like, it's like this weird, like, why is that in there? Like, it's like, it's, it made no sense later. But I was trained as a kid to kind of go along with whatever they gave me, I guess. Well, I guess when you think about the movie, because it was originally just a small little roller skating film that was supposed to just kind of capitalize on the phenomenon. And then all of a sudden, Olivia Newton-John says, hey, I'd like to do this. And then you just see where it's like, wow, you have this flimsy kind of film, but all of a sudden you get big names attached to it. And you're like, oh, man, we've got to catch up to try to do something with this. Yes. And just doesn't quite, the, the reach exceeds their grasp. Well, that was the crazy part for me about it was that we had people, we had Olivia Newton-John, we had Gene Kelly, we had... Uh, Kenny Ortega doing the choreography. We had Don Bluth doing the animation. Like, these are major, major people mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. And this is the product was not necessarily what yeah. you would think you would get from something of those. Clips. Which, as we know, in many films, sometimes they have a lot of big names. They flop. You could have lots of great talent. And somehow it gets lost in translation. It just doesn't work. It yeah. can't happen. Because I guess originally the script is only 45 pages long. And the, the director <laughs> described it kindly as just weak. Uh, and so they realized, well, we've we got to make a film out of this. So they just excited, do we have to extend these dance sequences? And you can just see in the film, I mean, like that 40s, 80s mashup just mm-hmm. is forever. And you're like, okay, this is just trying to pad <laughs> out to get us to like a, a reasonable running time for a film. Well, and this film starts off, we, we start off, we're following this guy, Sonny Malone. And he, you know, something's up with him because he's like drawing and he's kind of upset. And he rips the paper and throws it out the window and says, why do I even dream? 
Well, you know, it's even bonkers right from the beginning when they're showing the Universal logo. And it goes mm. from the old school with the airplane, and oh, then yeah. it goes, and then it goes to like a jet, then a Concorde, then a UFO. Yes. And then it's like, I already know this is going crazy bananas <laughs> right, right out of the gate. And well, I just love yeah. watching the paper fly because it's old, old school CGI <laughs> yes, and stuff. And yes. I'm like, you. <laughs> That looks so real. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny because, you know, it was based on Down to Earth by Rita Hayworth mm-hmm. back, in, back in the 40s. Loosely based. Very loosely based. And he's right. There was this whole thing. We're going to make this big. Because roller skating was really big. Hence my skates. These are my skates, actually. These are his skates. And I didn't show it in the beginning. I was going to yeah. pick up. Can you do it? I got, I got my leg warmers. Leg warmers. <laughs> you go, girl. Um, skating was really big. And, and especially late 70s to early 80s, skating was this big thing. So there were a lot of skate movies and a lot of movies that people were on skates. And I made jokes about Facts of Life. They had 2D was on skates. Um, so they wanted to make a big, they wanted to make this little small skating picture. And it's kind of, you're right, it kind of fell apart when they decided to make it into like a story. Yes. I mean like, that's all I way to put it. The story's not even like that, that bad. No. If you think about it, you know, I mean, it's muses coming to life to help people that yes. are down on their luck at the right. time and falling, wanting to give up on their dreams. Yes. Um, I laughed so hard when they come off the wall, though, and they have this silhouette of glow yes. because it reminded me of Hercules. The, the oh. cartoon. That was the first thing that popped in my okay. head was like, did Hercules borrow this from the, <laughs> did the creator yeah. watch yeah. this? I love that. It's so funny. But like uh, all the muses, they come off so confidently, except for Olivia Newton-John. She's kept covering her eyes, being like afraid to come out. I'm like, what is going on? Why is she the, the oddball out on this? For the I'm Alive. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Which is a great Yellow. song. Yellow. I, I mean, I noticed that right off the bat, too. It's like all these people are dancing, and she's just kind of like... Yeah. Like, there's, there's not much... Which yes. you you can get away with not being a great dancer. I mean, she's a great singer, so we don't oh, no. need her to be a great dancer. But when you're being put on set with all these people that are amazing dancers and trained dancers, it just shows you how much she's not. It doesn't stick out like as much in Greece, though. I mean, no. no, because they didn't have as many dance sequences. Which, by the way, that was my first thought. Was the opening of this movie was waves crashing on a beach, and I was like, that's the opening of Greece. Yes, right, right. All of her movies mm-hmm. open with waves crashing that's on a beach. Name. It's a requirement. She's from Australia. It's in her, <laughs> it's in her little that's contract. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I think it was kind of funny, it made me laugh, was that Sonny Malone was a, who painted album covers, larger versions of them. I'm like, album covers? Oh my god, albums. I was just thinking that someone's job at one point was yeah. to do this. I remember on Tower Records and stuff, back in the day, they used to have the Giants. They weren't posters, they were actually Because they painted. couldn't print that right. large, or they hadn't figured it out. Exactly, isn't that funny? But I remember album, album art was a big thing in mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s. You like, you got the album for the arts. Not so much in the 90s when CDs came out, it didn't happen as much, yeah. but, but getting an album was like a big deal, the artwork. So, Sonny, this is Sonny's job that he's going back to. Yes. Uh, because he tried to make it as an artist on his own, and he was starving and didn't have any money left, so he took his old job that he hates of recreating album covers into very large posters to put on the outside of record offices. Yes. I think this film works better is if you just, like, think of Sonny as dead inside for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that explains the acting choices made. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Until his, the very end of the with movie. With his, uh, what's his, what's it called? Hair? <clears throat> F- Fabio? Um, oh, I said feathered. Fa- no, yeah. it was feathered, but it made me think of... Uh, Fabio? Fabio, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a big style back then. Even Sean Drolta had that hair, too. It was yeah. like, sorry, fever hair. It was kind of like, you know, everything was feathered and flowing. 
It was just fun. It's just I love going back to a different time period and watching their films and just being like, oh my god, look at the style choices that happened. And then I think of the future, and they're going to do that to us. Exactly. Totally, totally. (laughs) But I couldn't figure out like why Simpson, the guy who runs Airflow Records, is so mad at Sonny for taking license with all the artwork that he has to blow up because because I want you to paint it exactly. Don't do your like. Don't try to class it up or make it look better than what it is. Like. But that's the point, like, to sell these albums. So wouldn't you want to make those covers look as appealing as possible to get people to come to a store and buy it? So if you want to, like, make it look better, that should be a great thing. That scene was so hard to get through for me just because everyone in there, the acting. <laughs> yes. <I> oh. <laughs> every, every single person in that worked at that art studio, I would believe that they are actually artists at that art studio like, that got real. taken. Yes, for and real. And said, can you please read these lines? <laughs> well, and what I like to is immediately, Sonny gets back in there, and he's like, all right, I, I didn't want to come back here. You know I wouldn't want to do this if I didn't have to. Then immediately the next line is the lady trying to like, hey, I've got a girl that I could set you up with. Like, everybody's all about setting Sonny and up. Has, yeah, it has. <laughs> yes. So he's... Leaving this record studio, and we, I mean, by the way, Michael Beck plays Sonny, yes. and I looked him up. He hasn't done too, too much. No. Uh, he's just one of those people you may see here and there, did some no. TV in the 90s. Yeah. No. Never, uh, never again. I think he did one thing before called like Warriors or something I saw that he was pretty big in, but after this, he didn't do anything that was really necessarily no. that great or huge again. No, he didn't. Yeah. I want to say hello to Jazz41173. She says, hi guys, I love this movie. Oh, hey, am I right? Go Jazz. So you love the movie. <laughs> um, and yeah, guys, if you want, uh, James will be in the chat role and you can talk to us through him. Hello to the, the, the folks who are watching right now. Hi, you guys. Say something to me. Tell me. Tell me, you, tell me how I look. Tell me how you look. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? <laughs> talk about his great Charlie's Angel shirt that he's wearing. Um, or the movie itself. So we have Michael Beck. We have The Place Sunny. We have Olivia and john mm-hmm. playing. And I'm, I'm not going to even try it. The name. I can't even get it I'm going to say Kira because yeah. I can't read her Greek goddess yeah. name. But... Um, we have Robert Greenwald directed this, and mm-hmm. he had primarily done um, documentaries. Like yes. TV yes. documentaries back mm-hmm. in the 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of one of his only... He did some other feature films, but not too many. No. Mm-hmm. Um, which was interesting. Well, it makes sense if it was supposed to be like a small film at first, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden gets all these bigger names attached to it. I was like, whoa, all right. And I, it flopped. So, yeah. I mean, so it's yeah, you get a movie yeah. jail, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and then we have Gene Kelly. Gene oh, Kelly. Yes. Oh, Gene. One of my favorite actors of all time. He's good. No, he's good. He and was good. I, was good. I love that even that he's older, his smile, just his entire face mm. lights up when he smiles. He just has that old Hollywood presence. Old Hollywood. He does. Very old Hollywood. Um, it was When I heard he was going to be in it, was kind of weird. I was like, Gene Kelly. I'm like, okay, it's be interesting for him. <laughs> and and as much as these, these characters called Danny, but as as I'm watching the film and I'm writing down the notes and stuff, I could only just call him refer to him as Gene. That's all. Yeah, it's like, Gene. It's Gene, it's Gene Kelly. Yeah, it's Gene he, Kelly he's not Dan McGuire. He's yeah. Gene Kelly. No, Gene Kelly. And Danny McGuire, we find out he also once wanted to be this big musician, have a bandstand, and then he he met a muse. Yes, that looked like that Kira. looked like Kira. Yes, and he fell in love with her, and then she left, and he gave up on his dream and just played clarinet on the. Um, on the ocean side. Yeah. Get, for 35 get, years. Yeah. Got in the constru- family business, the construction. That was it. But, oh, Jess says, I, hi, James. I thought Michael was cute, Michael Beck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Warriors is apparently the, going to t- be turned into a series also soon. Oh, really? Oh, I wonder if they'll kind of up. call him to be maybe just in the a cameo or something. Yeah. yeah that'd be kind of cool. That's when you brought that up and they said, yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. 
Well, I can't um, figure out like the muse because she. I mean, uh, the idea of a muse is that she's supposed to inspire somebody but creatively. Yes, but uh, so when he finds, he goes out, sees her on the album cover, tries to go around Santa Monica trying to find her. Does see her kind of skidding by after he meets Gene Kelly and chases her on like a little motor scooter, and then she hides from him and then makes him crash into the ocean and then just takes off. Like, which she takes the motorcycle from someone's like, I'll bring it back, and they're like, <laughs> sure. if you do in person. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, nowadays you'd be like, you ain't getting that back. And the one, the, the lady that says sure, when's like, can I borrow the sure that was one of the muses she got a little acting that was her acting mm-hmm. moment she got her one little yes, right. word of dialogue oh. yeah muse number six, muse number six. yes amy uh, we didn't forget jane kelly and it was gene's last film yes it was it was his last film he did a, some television stuff um into the late 80s but he started getting sick because he got cancer and yeah. i think that he made a choice to get out yeah. of the public eye a lot of people especially from that era didn't want people to see them looking sick no not back then no. because it was their that was them Mm-hmm. They were everyone knew who they were. It's, it was mm-hmm. a sense of pride. It. Yes. So, um, but yeah, Gene Carey's character, uh, character was in love with a girl and looked like Kira. Of course, it was kind of a funny thing, a throwback. And they had that's why I mentioned this part because it's interesting. When they had the flashback, this is very notable because Matt Matanzi played young Danny, mm-hmm. and that's when he met Lillian John and they, um, they got married, married and have little Chloe, who's now grown up now. And then got divorced. Yeah, got divorced. <laughs> yes, they, <laughs> yes, they met in that movie. Yeah, it was a funny man in that movie. He was like, he played young Danny. It was like kind of funny that she met her husband. But uh, Gene Kelly, the dance sequences he does in there, I'm like, it just astounds me. He still is such an amazing dancer throughout his whole life. Yeah, well, even because uh, uh, he didn't want to come in and when he did, did the movie, he's like, I'll do this movie, but I won't dance. Uh, <laughs> and then he met Kenny Ortega and they had a little conversation privately in a, in a meeting there. And then uh, he said, well, I'm not, I don't want to dance in this movie, but if I were to dance... What would you have me do? And he said, well, I'd go back to your vocabulary and started getting up in front of Gene Kelly and doing a couple of his old moves. And then Gene started calling him, oh, yeah, that's this move and this move. And then got up and started dancing with him. And then I said, like, all right, after they broke a sweat, says, all right, I'll do it. I'll be in this movie and I'll dance. <laughs> that's so amazing. Yeah. We actually have, I have two clips um, of Gene Kelly uh, dancing in the film. The first one's the one he does with Olivia Newton-John, which I was making fun earlier because I was just like, you could just, it's so obvious when you watch her dance with him that she's not really tap dancing because you see his ankle moving. You can see, his, even though they're not wearing tap shoes at the moment, you can see his yeah. him still acting like he is and she's just kind of touching. It's just like the the one where you see somebody that just kind of learned it for a film but then one that looks so effortless. He he's effortless. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. looks like he's just strolling down the street yeah. and he does it every day, which he probably does. Because well, he's been dancing so long. I know. It's second nature for him. And this whole scene was shot after the film had wrapped. Oh, really? right, yes. that's right. And the reason for that is because after they screened some of the movie, they said, why isn't there a scene where Gene Kelly and Olivia Newton-John do anything together? And so they realized they had to go back and negotiate with Gene Kelly. So like, will you come back that's and do, right. do a dance scene with us? So that and, was the style of, oh, sorry, I cut you off really fast. This was, that was the style. The first one was kind of the old mm-hmm. school style. And this was when they bring him into the 80s. <laughs> but he still does the old school style dancing just in this crazy fashion store, which made no sense to me in of why they just had this With the yellow song. Yes. And I like how he makes fun of these guys when they come alive. <laughs> That's my favorite moment of this scene. I just... <laughs> if you're a dancer, to just be dancing in a film with Gene Kelly, could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, James. I lied. I played the soundtrack to definitely really understand. This part is my favorite part right here. <laughs> when the legs open and he comes out. <laughs> That's right. Woo! Uh, 
This was one of my low moments for Gene Kelly doing this <laughs> terrible montage. I was like, Gene, you're better this than is this. The, this. I was okay with it just because he was dancing. If he wasn't dancing this entire montage, it would be way worse. Yeah, the new wave people, I love it. Oh. Oh. oh my god, I love him so much. <laughs> I just also love that they're putting him in the favorite part of the film because he just looks like he's just having a great time. I think like he's having a good time. Look at him. I also just think it's funny though that he's wearing like they're like oh we're gonna I thought they were gonna put him in eighties clothes but he's pretty much just still wearing just a little snazzier yeah. version. <laughs> well, of it wasn't that. fully eighties yet because it was just nineteen eighties. We hadn't got yeah, to but 80s. still yeah. like seventies eighties. I thought he was gonna be wearing yes. something more crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they just that scene. Because then you see him the next scene. He's still wearing the same clothes he wore yes. before. I'm like the only part mm. reason to have that scene was the song and the dancing. Yes. There was no point <laughs> in the movie for that scene to exist. Oh, people are talking about when they skated on Saturdays. Me too. Uh, yeah, and so uh, I was talking about that early scene when they wanted to go back and get that film, uh, that scene with them. They said, "All right, uh, Gene Kelly's stipulation was that he would do it, but he would uh, he would choreograph that whole scene, and the only people allowed would be a close set and only be the uh, the camera operator, the DP, Kenny Ortega, Olivia Newton, Olivia Newton John, and himself." Wow. And so Gene Kelly just took Kenny Ortega under his wing and broke down this whole scene. You could just tell, just filming, it just has a different look and feel than the rest of the film. I can only imagine how much that did for Kenny Ortega, too, because this was the beginning of his career. Yes. Yeah. And then he's done so much since, like, oh, Newsy, so every, pretty much every Disney thing. The Newsies, high school musical. High school musical. Yeah. yeah, he's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, he said he became a mentor to him, and for their mm-hmm. next 20 years, they were really tight. Mm-hmm. Didn't Kenny Ortega do the This Is It tour for he Michael? Did. He, he did. Yes, he did. This is it for I just wanted to make sure that I was yeah, on the same did. page. I know he did High School Musical and a lot of different yeah. stuff, but I was like, I think the last project I remember him doing was the This Is It. It was. Yeah, it was. How sad. Yeah. Um, nothing but for but, it being sorry, for, I was just going to mention that for it being we talk about the roller skating so much for it being a roller skating film, I had one I wanted more roller skating dance sequences because mm-hmm. most of the roller skating is just them going down the street and roller skates. There's not a, even when she dances in it, it's nothing amazing. Yeah, I mean they do that one thing when Xanadu opens and they break into the kind of three different factions and then one does the kind of like little line dancing with on roller skates. They do that. Yeah, the that's end. it. Yeah. Yeah, they have that they have the yeah, there's yeah, that montage also when they do suddenly the wheels are in motion. There's a skating part in that a little bit. Um the Corsanu's opening night. And also Kieran is a little skating where they do magic. Yeah. She's alone, he's like looking at but it. But none of it's like no, to the extent you. I wanted no, it. No, I agree with you. I'm just, I wanted more too, trust me. I'm just saying now, I was thinking, when I looked at it again, I'm like, oh, no, it's only like very few scenes were actual skating. Mm-hmm. You're right, it was very few scenes. I also mentioned that my buddy, uh, Shabadoo, who, um, who I'm buddies with, who went on to later fame as breaking in all those movies, he was a dancer in this film. Awesome. Shabadoo, <laughs> he was one of, the, one of the featured dancers in this film. And he talked about it on, uh, on one of the shows I did for After Buzz, about how King Ortega was really great to learn from. Oh, that's yeah. cool. But, I know uh, Gene Kelly was mad for a lot of those scenes at the end when Xanadu was opening yeah. that uh, the scenes of him roller skating they wouldn't show his full body so he would get mad because he goes I, I want everybody to know that I was really roller skating <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's fair yeah, yeah. Like, but no I agree with you. I wish there was more skating in it because there were movies did you ever see uh, Starlight Express mm-hmm. you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's things that you could do skating dance yeah I people. mean it's like ice skating but yeah. with roller skating exactly Oh, sorry, roller skates. Roller skates. I, was, I was a 90s kid. I had rollerblades. <laughs> it slipped out, didn't it? It did. Uh, but yeah, but I totally, yeah, I'm like, it just, it's just a shame they didn't have more. So I well, and that, and what, as we were saying before, the major things of this movie are the music and the dancing, and the music more so, because <laughs> uh, Frank has a phone call. Should we let him take it on take air? Take it on air. Take it on air. You're on the air, caller. What is your name? Where are you calling we're from? We're alive. <laughs> but the music was the real breakout hit of this film. Yes. Because it got nominated for Grammys. 
Yes. And it was like number one, number two in top yeah, can, can I just say something? Because since I, I, I think I'm the oldest one here, and I can tell you for a fact, uh, when the album came out, first I was like, ELO and Lydia and John. Like, I was like, they're, they're, ELO was huge in the 70s. The, he, the, Jeff Lynn, who was the leader, was a Beatles fan. And so he made ELO kind of like a, a 70s Beatles. Um, and then Lydia and John, of course, went from being country and then became this pop star. And so them coming together, plus a few, the tubes are in the movie, and the tubes who later had a hit in the eighties called "She's a Beauty." Um, they were they came on they were in this, in this film too. It was like I was kind of like those all together is kind of weird, but as we see, it totally works. The music part really really worked. That soundtrack was played to death. I knew everybody who had it. It was played on the radio all the time. And I think that's an older musical thing. A lot of times, like you know, forties, fifties, even sixties with hair musicals songs got redone by popular artists and they'd be put out their own track and people would not even know that they were connected with the musical. Mm -hmm. That's very true. And that doesn't really happen anymore, I don't feel. Mm -hmm. And I don't think so either anymore. I don't think so either. A lot of times it's just, you have just a cast recording in that and occasionally something would come out of it. Like, I always think of Cups by... um, Anna, oh, Kendrick, Anna Kendrick, yeah. which was a huge hit yeah. from Pitch Perfect, but like no one else has remade it or did it, like did it on their own. You're right, Hair is a great example. There were songs, but this one was like Guys and Dolls. Guys and Dolls, yeah, they all they all remade songs, and they would and the artists would do it, and it'd be all become. And hits. I think they used to just make the songs like it didn't necessarily wasn't 100 percent Broadway feeling all musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, you know, even you you don't need it to be a musical to know these songs. No, you don't. That's very and true. For them to make sense, and then sometimes I think nowadays they write songs more for the musicals, and if they, you hear them out of context, they won't make quite as much sense. Not always. But no, but you're right. And so on. Some of them they do to write. Well, as we know, one of our our movies, a musicals, uh, chorus line, where they wrote a couple of things that were just for the film that weren't on the actual stage. Which I guess they still work. I guess they could work on stage too. I mm-hmm. guess. Because I guess we're five top twenty film, uh, top twenty songs. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with the top five? Yes. Or is there another song in that album that you feel like, man, I wish it would have gotten, it, it deserved more attention? I wish All Over the World got a little more attention, but Suddenly was my song. I love that song with Cliff Richard. I love Xanadu. That was, I used to skate, like I said, every Saturday, skate, and that song was played all the time. Magic. See, here's the thing about Magic. Now I'm going to say something that I guess kind of goes back to what you were saying, Brianna. Actually, Magic, people don't think of it as Xanadu as much anymore. They think mm-hmm. of it as a Louis and John hit. I think it mm-hmm. came, it's coming back as Xanadu yeah. because of the yes, musical making. I agree. Made. I agree. It's so weird. It's like it was a huge hit for her. It's just been kind of known for so many years. It's one of her many hits. But it's from this movie that made, like, it was a huge, you know. And I actually, we, I have a little clip of magic. Um, Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let's see that. I'm ready. That we can play as soon as we're ready. Just let us know. Um, so My I'm, goddess in the booth. So I'm going to say a comment to Frank from someone on here. Let's see. They were saying, Frank. Where is it? Here it is. Excuse you, Frank. That was a fantastic sequence culminating in the giant pinball machine. You can't get more 80s. Oh, man. Oh, that's, it just, come on. Raspberry man. says, the whole point was different eras coming together. There is no movie more 80s than this. Uh, I mean, Magic was, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with the 80s thing. I mean, yes, it's a very 80s feeling film. I, I saw it in the in uh, the drive-in as a double feature. I'm about to really age myself. I, every time you and Mark J. Freeman are with me, I feel like you always tell me you're going to age yourself. I'm going to age myself. I'm going to with all these young people. I'm going to age myself. So this is back in the drive-ins. And you may actually you may know this when you were a kid. The drive-ins had those things that you would take off of the pole and hang on your car window. I don't know if the speakers. Had the speaker thing, the things. The, things. <laughs> the speakers, but they would hang on the car window. And then, so we'd watch them, and that's how I got to see in bad movies, because I was young. Um, but <laughs> it was a double feature of Xanadu and another 1980 flop, Can't Stop the Music, starring the Village People. 
Uh-huh. That was another one that was horrible. That was like a horrible film. But we saw a dual feature of that. It was like we had the speaker on. It's a whole experience. We had our food. It, was, it just, it just, it's a warm experience for me. I so, do you hold uh, "Can't Stop the Music" is high regard as you? I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> this, the music, again, the music is really good. The village, people, the village people were huge too at the time. They were the Spice Girls of the seventies. They were, they were so huge. So I would, I would hold the music up the same. So I think we're ready with our video for Woo! Magic. And Magic was the U.S. number one hit for Newton mm-hmm. John. Mm-hmm. It was. I think she was nominated for a Grammy, too. This isn't a video. Sorry, I said video. Oh. This is just audio. But she was, she was nominated for a Grammy, too, I think. Yes, but. yes. It was nominated for Grammy. Um, this one and Xanadu, the title track, was yeah. uh, number one in the U.K. and several other countries. Yeah. This song, is so, this song was so big, too. Oh, my God. She's so good. Well, because, I mean, it just, it's one of those songs that you just feel, you could roller skate to this, glide to it, like, on the the couple songs (laughs) that I used to do that, this is what I would imagine they'd play. If they did used to do that, the couple, all the couples All the singles, everyone that's single gets to the side, we don't want you out here. Exactly. Tom Brianna, I forgot about that, I used to do couples skating, oh god. Well, because I used to go to the roller rink as a kid, before they kind of got rid of most of them, like, they still had, when I was little, we still had them, we had birthday parties Okay, And they would do that, and as a kid, you're like, what? Well, it's couple skating, but And you'd be like, just take your best friend out with you. (laughs) Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, that would totally be that, but yeah, it's such a great song. It's a great song. Um, Yeah, I mean, the... Music did very, very well for this movie. Yes, it did. Um, which, doesn't, which doesn't always happen. A lot of times, if the movie isn't a hit, the soundtrack may, may flop to you. Yeah. I mean, you never know. It's yeah. kind of a toss-up. Because some people might just associate it with the film and they don't want it. Exactly. They don't want to deal with the music. So, yeah. Um, and I, that's going to bring us to my section called Our Diva Song. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite <laughs> part of our show, where I'm going to make everyone tell me what their diva out song is for this one. What song do you sing in the car, in the shower, walking down the street, dance, rock out, don't care who's watching? From this, from this movie, right? From this right? movie. Oh, okay, you go first. Oh, go me. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, I don't know if any of them are uh, going to my lips immediately, but I guess it would have to be Xanadu? Yeah. I mean, although I'm not, I'm probably singing them very quietly. <laughs> don't, don't lie. The one. You but start off quiet. You, you, I, 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 oh, yeah, and I, then that's it. I'm just I can see you just, like, cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I my you know, you know I love Xanadu and I I had told you that when I first talked about it. actually because of this movie I had told her I want to come on the show because I do like this but mine is I still sing suddenly all the time suddenly the wheels are in motion I do it all the time all the James time. is actually just plugging his own new album of covers of <laughs> That's right, yes. John songs. Do you wear your roller skates when you're singing that? Yeah, dude, I do. I, I got to go down and I'm just like working out. But suddenly, I just I love that song so much. I mean, it and sets Cliff you kind of drop into your home. Disco balls drop down <laughs> and they smooth, smooth. I mean, I just, I just think that song. Cliff Richard does, was your, a, does your afro come back? It's like sheer hair. Yes, um, but no, uh, Cliff Richard was a big name too for a long time, also. Um, and uh, so I like their voices together. They're really beautiful together. So I like I like my diva song is is suddenly mine is actually I love from the movie because I have a different one from the musical which I'll say next week but from the movie my my favorite is don't walk away it's a good song too it's another good oh, song because of the cartoon <laughs> no not because <laughs> you know the birds turning into fish and yes. people just God I know it's so funny no I don't know because I just that song is so beautiful to me it's just it has like. I don't even, I can't explain why. I just love singing it and dancing around my living room. Okay, I like that. In a flowy dress. uh, Because they rotoscoped all the animation Don Bluth did, and Kenny Ortega was the stand-in for Michael. He did all the dancing for all the human parts of that that animated Mm -hmm. sequence. I mean, Don Bluth's amazing. Don Bluth did Land Before Time, Anastasia, Thumbelina, Secret of Nim, 
So many. <laughs> yes. And if you think his uh, work looks a lot like Disney, you are correct because he used to work for Disney. Yeah, yeah. Which is right. why everyone thinks Anastasia and Thumbelina are Disney but a lot not. of times, yeah. but they are not. not really not. No, and Joel Silver just came to Down Booth and said, hey, we've got this song that needs to be in this film, uh, and we think it'd be great animated. And we, we wanted to think we could make it a little more like we were on drugs. <laughs> Let's have an So we want to add an animated sequence. Uh, Bloss is suspended in time is their do oh. song. It's a good song, too. And also, guys, we encourage, we have not gotten one yet, but we encourage you, tell us what your diva song is, and if you feel especially brave, videotape yourself Ooh. covering it. Oh and God, we might play it on our show. You should totally do it, you guys. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do it and send and it Of in. course. Next week, I mean, we're covering, we're going to be covering the musical next week, okay, so so we can send it and we'll play it during the show. Okay. Yeah. We're going to play James Latt Jr. next week, everybody. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do that. Um, so let's go to awards for this. Yeah. Because as we already mentioned with the music awards, but there was a little thing that most people know called the Razzies. The Razzies. That was created because of this film. Yes. Look at that. I I mean, that right there. Thank you, Xanadu. Yes. And there's, I wrote down. Sorry, my notes. It was nominated for a lot of Razzies. Six awards. Yeah, I wrote down what it was because it was director. (laughs) Yeah, it was all. Uh, We had director. Worst picture, screenplay, actor. Not for Gene Kelly. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Okay, you're like, not him. Um, best act, uh, best worst actress for Living in John. Worst original song for Suspended in Time. Worst musical of our first 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> and it won, it won worst director. That was the only one it won, That's to be fair. But I was. I, I had no idea that, that was created because of this. And because I think of the other musical you mentioned was the other reason it was Yeah, Cast Out the Music was yeah. another one. Never bad. Between those two, which one would you say would be the worst musical of the first 25 Ooh. years? Ooh. God. I think Cast Out the Music, probably. Yeah. I think the other one. Maybe right. this one still has a little bit of heart to it. It does. You can connect yeah. with it. Yes. So. Like you said, the story isn't bad. No. Bad. It's like it's bad. <laughs> it's not bad, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's. You could easily watch a movie about a muse yeah. helping someone through the... The main thing I got upset about was because she was Gene Kelly's muse and he was in love with her. And she's in love with... She falls in love with him and she and him wants to come to Earth for him, but not for Gene yeah, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Poor Gene Kelly. I yeah. know. Mm. 35 years. 35 years he's he heartbroken. That's what he gets. Dang it. Yeah, and it's just like no... At least because I feel like a muse... At least she tells Sonny that I have to leave because you were opening Xandu. That was your dream. At least she tells me. And she I feel sparkles like, a Yeah. But she feel, I feel like she didn't tell Danny's uh, Gene Kelly character. No, she, she just left. She just left. And it's like, why didn't yeah. you at least tell him, like, yeah, I'm amused. I got to go. <laughs> nope, nothing. So you just Peace I, I would have dated Gene Kelly. <laughs> he was so handsome back then. He was so handsome. He was super handsome yeah. back in the <laughs> Singing in the Rain. Great singing. We, that's, we've talked about that many times. We love that. So at the end of the film, so uh, she takes off again, because right. whether you can stay for a moment or maybe longer, who knows? Right. We don't know what time, how time works, which that confused me too. Like the gods had to take their mortal history class. It's like, <laughs> but the gods grew up concurrently with the humans, so they would right. not need, they would just know right. what happened. But you see her leave at the end, and then you wonder when she meets the server, when he meets the server, that happens to be a living in John. Yes. Is that Kira again? Yeah, that's the question. Um, yes, um, I, I know. It's well, the big thing of is it her? Was a silhouette, or is it just someone that looks like her? Yes, because it was a silhouette, so we don't. But the way that she is acting towards him, I'm, I, I think, think it's, it's her. her. Yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. Also, yeah, like when they say for a moment or for forever, and then you're like, oh well, they're just letting them be together. No, <laughs> yeah. right. no, we're gonna take her away right. after just a couple dance sequences. 
that that moment as they, as they say like one word to each other, and they go, the credits start rolling. That looked the most relaxed that they were with each other through the entire film, <laughs> yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah they, okay. there was not a lot of actual chemistry between no, these two. Actors. No, there wasn't. They actually looked like they just like two people that enjoyed each other's company in that moment. Oh, so <laughs> we've talked a lot about you know the bad parts of this yes. film, and like we like to make fun of it, but you know it is a cult classic. This film does have a huge following. People love it. And I, I could see why people love it. Like, I don't hate the film no. it, by any means. It's really fun no. to watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it has numerous things that are just, you could go on, like, look at how much we're going on about it right now. Mm-hmm. And you have something to talk about, yes. I believe. Okay, just briefly. Um, also on here, Amy Gonzalez says, it's not as bad as Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Hey. But, <laughs> I like that movie too. I'm like, come on, that's BGs and stuff. It's not me. There's a whole other story. The Beatles can't do wrong, but... Exactly. <laughs> but there was actually uh, a musical that was kind of born out of that called Xana Don't. And they actually um, spelled it phonetically. They did the old Xana. And Xana was like the muse and was coming down. And, and they turned it into like a love story. And it turned out to be this whole world of where it was like homosexuality was the norm and being heterosexual wasn't. And trying to make a couple out of that. And it was it was a lot of fun. And they did several productions. Um, Tim Asito and Alexander, I'm pronouncing your name, um, Dean Laris. Actually wrote the book, did the lyrics and the music. It was on Off Broadway in 2003, in London 2009. But also, I've seen different productions of it, like in San Francisco, in Chicago. People have done it. It comes up every few years or so. It comes up. It's really funny. Um, it's fun. But that's kind of what Xanadu's cult status begat. Something from there called Xanadu. Don't. So when it comes <laughs> to your town, um, something you look at. And it was nominated for the Drama Desk Awards and things too. So for like best book and stuff. But it's a fun. I've seen it. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So that comes to your town. You have his seal of yes. approval. Go watch <laughs> that. Go see, go see it. It's better than a movie. Um, but yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. But that's a, a direct descendant from Xanadu's kind of cult following status. Mm, nice. Um, so that about wraps up our show. Like I said, next week we're going to be talking about the musical Xanadu, uh, which was made in 2007 and was actually a huge hit. Mm-hmm, it was. It was nominated for, for Tony Awards and everything. So we'll talk about why that was when the, mu- uh, when the movie did so terribly in the theaters why did this do so well on stage so to make sure you come back next week so we can talk all about that i as always will be your host bfips14 on twitter and instagram bfips1214 on snapchat because i'm different (laughs) (laughs) and where Uh, can they find my lovely co-host you can follow me on twitter at happy go jackie and you can check me out later this evening on the preacher after show usually i'm on the gh report with this handsome guy james light jr but i will not be there this evening it'll be sad thank you for having us on the show thank you guys for joining it's also it's also was her birthday last week so that's why there's stuff right there i read it to you uh you can follow me at james light jr on all social media platforms on the gh report tonight there's no bold breakdown but but GH Report is tonight. And just so you guys know, this the Bull Breakdown GH Report is on our sister network as long as Preacher on AfterBuzz TV, which if you didn't know, that is where you can That's find true. them. That's true. Thank you, guys. Thank See you. Next you. Week. Bye, guys. <laughs> Go to Broadway. And the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the host's own, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.